1: All right, so we just kind of teased it a little in regards to the Dodgers in the month of September potentially slowing down and necessarily reaching that win pace. And, Josh, our next topic of conversation is what exactly should the Dodgers do in September? At the time of this, I believe their magic number in the NL West is 14. They're going to win within the next week or two. They're going to clinch the division. I think they have a seven-game lead over the Mets for the best record in the National League. That's going to be safe, barring some 2017 collapse when they got jinxed by that Sports Illustrated cover. So I don't think they're going to have that seven-game lead in the National League go away. So the Dodgers, are they find themselves in a very interesting position. They have a month of games left. I think, again, 32 games to be exact. You're not necessarily fighting for a playoff spot. We saw last year. I think that's what the Dodgers downfall was. They were fighting until game 162 to try to win the division. They ended up getting past the Giants in the DS, but clearly they were tired. They're dealing with injuries in the NLCS. Luckily, they're going to avoid that this year, but you want to keep guys fresh. You want to keep guys going. I think they're going to have like a a week break once the season ends waiting for the NLDS. So if you're the Dodgers, again, everything is wrapped up. You're good to go. You want to stay healthy for October. Do you want to have these same guys riding out the same lineup every day where you're keeping them fresh, you're keeping them ready for October, or do you take advantage of having so much time giving guys days off? Because we saw last year in Game 162, Max Muncie suffered a season-ending injury that cost the Dodgers in October. Now, this year, they don't need every guy out there in Game 162, so what do you think the Dodgers should do? in the month of September. And what do you think likely ends up happening? Because what we think should happen and what actually happens, they could very well be two, uh, two different things.
0: Well, first of all, Blake, I think you're always playing to win, but at the same time, the Dodgers just,
1: unless it's the Bill Plasky article saying that they shouldn't win.
0: No, I mean, yeah, (laughs) I I, I think, I think you have to play to win, but at the same time, I don't think your lineup has to be your all-star lineup every single game. And I say that kind of, you know, tongue in cheek, considering, how many All-Stars they've had the last couple of years that are just in the lineup today or tomorrow or whatever, Um, or MVPs or Cy Youngs or whatever. Um, But, like, it doesn't need to be your A lineup every single game at this point moving forward, especially once you clinch the division, you know, you can can pump the brakes a little bit. Um, So I don't think... I'm going to, I'm going to put my foot in my mouth with what I'm going to say in a few minutes with what literally what I just said, but uh, no, I I think they'll slow down a little bit. I'd like to see some different players in the lineup. You know, we've seen James Outman who complete tangent here has been on an absolute tear in the minor leagues this last week. He hit for the cycle twice. So James Outman is um, the second coming of Mike Trout, apparently. Um, mm-hmm. but James Outman's been unreal and he was great when he came up with the Dodgers. Miguel Vargas was interesting and, and he had a couple of big hits when he got called up and heck it bring me Michael Bush. You know, I want, I want Michael Bush. Um, and given my luck with, of course, the Chatham there's my first reference. Um, my luck with the Chatham is they'll call up somebody like Jojo Gray and then he'll make his debut and get traded a week later. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I I think that I'd like to see a few more of these guys in the lineup. Now I'm not saying, I'm not saying this needs to be a college football game where you're Alabama and you're up by 40 in the second quarter and you put in all these different players you've never heard of. No, I mean, give me your guys in the lineup and plug and play some other guys who, who can get some reps or who can make their debuts yeah. and things like that. You don't need to have Kershaw coming in and pitching seven innings after you clinch the division. So I say clinch the division, slow down a little bit. Let's see some different guys in the lineup because like you said, you don't need anybody getting hurt in game One Sixty Two.
1: Yeah. And I think we started seeing that, you know, really like Mookie Betts. He wasn't in the lineup earlier in the week when they were in Miami. And I think, like you said, once the division is officially clinched, just to, you know, be safe. And once they kind of clinch the best record in the national league, especially this is when I do kind of hate that the roster is no longer expand to 40 where essentially they would just take everyone up from the minors and bring them up because the thing is you can rest guys, but with a short bench, granted they have one extra spot, you can't necessarily, you know, be benching everyone. And I, I wish there were some guys, even again, like with James Outman, he's going to have to finish the season in triple A. I would also like to see him be get, you know, getting consistent at bats at the big league level. And again, if you have, you know, eight bench spots instead of four or five, that allows you more opportunities to give guys more consistent rest. But again, you don't want to overdo it. You still want to win. But the crazy thing is the Dodgers could bench half their guys call up half you know, a team from the minors, they'd probably still win you know, based on who they're playing. It could be James Zalman, Miguel Vargas, Michael Bush. They can throw out Jacob Amaya out there. they probably still win, but it is going to be interesting to see just how much rest they give certain guys because, again, you want to make sure you're avoiding injuries, you're avoiding all that kind of stuff, but you also want to make sure, again, these guys aren't getting too much rest. They're not going to be rusty. Again, I think it's about, I'll have to look and check, five days, seven days, however long the break is from game 162, Um, until that NLDS begins, because again, I don't know if that's going to be a pro or a con for the Dodgers. You can have rested arms in the bullpen. That's going to be great. But again, when you're these guys and you don't play for a week and I don't know how that's going to react. So it'll be interesting to see how they play in September, just how much they take their foot off the gas, because we saw a couple nights ago, you know, if the Dodgers were in the heart of a playoff race, I don't think Jake Reed is coming in for the ninth inning. I don't think Heath Hembray is coming in in a high leverage situation on the road at city field against the Mets in a sixth inning of a tight game. I think the Dodgers have the luxury to just say, you know what, whatever happens, happens. So it's going it to work. It, it did work. So Dave, for <laughs> to be a madman and it worked, I'm very interested to see though in September, if they begin to, uh, experiment with certain things, maybe in the bullpen.
0: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance, whether you love true crime or comedy,
1: I think the lineup that's going to stay exactly the same. They're going to shift things between, you know, the six, seven, eight, nine holes. That doesn't necessarily matter. I am very interested to see what happens though with the bullpen, because we have a lot of guys coming back, Blake Trinan, Danny Duffy, Tommy Canely, Victor Gonzalez. These are all guys that might be in the bullpen at some point in September. And, Craig Kimbrel, I mean this is some something I'm sure we'll talk about in the coming episodes. He's a guy that you don't necessarily want to turn to in the ninth inning, so now in September, it's tryout time. Find out who's able to pitch the ninth inning. All these guys coming off the injured list figure out if they're able to go high leverage innings if they're arms you can rely on because come October, you're going to have a bullpen filled with eight to nine guys that you need to make sure they're your eight to nine best options. You don't want to have a guy like Craig Kimbrell taking the spot of a guy like Danny Duffy, who in the month of September might throw ten scoreless Indians. You want to make sure you have every arm available. So I think it's going to be an open tryout because like I said, there's eight or nine spots and there's probably 14 or 15 different guys that are worthy of a roster spot at this time, assuming everyone stays healthy. So do you think the Dodgers might do something like that? You know, make the bullpen kind of like an audition for uh, September or yeah, I guess October.
0: Give me spring training outings. Uh, yes. Maybe not to that extent, but Kershaw comes in. He throws a 12 pitch first inning. Cool. Let's get somebody else in there. <laughs> I'm not He's the saying- opener. Yeah, I'm not saying let's go to that extent, but seriously, I, I, I don't think that's a horrible idea because, again, like, you know, a lot of a, a lot of people have been I've seen it quite a bit on Twitter recently of people saying um, innings limits or pitch limits, things like yeah. that. Um, and I mean, I think you see that more often. Um, I, I don't want to say more often, but I think in different levels of baseball, you see things that are similar where, you know, in college, basically, you've got three straight days with games you get friday saturday sunday and sometimes you get a midweek tuesday or wednesday game and then you have days off until you get to the weekend so college baseball right you've got a three-man rotation so sometimes it's like all right if tuesday comes around and you know somebody's you know pitching like this or, or say it's a sunday game and you got to take somebody out of the bullpen, well maybe that was your guy who you kind of thought was going to start your random midweek game. So you've got him on a a pitch limit or something like that. And it's like that in summer ball all the time at the college level, or sometimes in the minors, like if you've got guys on pitch limits, um, they're not going to go overboard. You're going to keep them, you know, true. And that's more so with starters or things like that. Um, I think we could see something similar. I mean, realistically, if if you're going to lock up the division, I think you do see somebody like Dave Roberts, who I think we've seen, has a history of being a little bit more careful with pitchers. Um, We saw it earlier this year, obviously the Kershaw decision that so many people were upset about right away um, kind of proved to be a a good decision, you know, first outing of the year, let's not overdo it. Um, So I think that we've seen things like that from Dave Roberts in the past. And I think that in a season like this, Dave Roberts might be the man that you want in charge. When you get into this type of situation, somebody who's going to play it very smart and is now, it seems to me that he's going to have that luxury of being able to slow things down a little bit and think ahead and, and take it easy.
1: Yeah. And that, that's going to be huge, you know, come September. I think right now that I don't know if they're still planning on rocking a six man rotation. I know they've been doing it in the last couple of weeks, but give guys some extra days of rest. I mean, Tony Gonsal, he's on the aisle right now. He's already thrown a career high in innings. You got Dustin May coming back after missing a year and a half with Tommy John. Julio, I mean, he's just been throwing knots out the last couple of years. So if you can give these guys some extra rest, and like you said, you know, we hit it perfectly. Maybe in a, in a pennant race or something like that, you have Julio, you send him out there for the seventh. Now with everything locked up, if he's looked good through five, you can pull him and just, you know, turn it to the bullpen. You don't need your starters to be going deep into games. Unless they have a no hitter, in which in that case Dave Roberts is you know begging to the gods that he doesn't have to make a decision in the ninth to pull him. So I, I think, especially for Dave Roberts, you know he's pulled guys historically in the past a little too early he's going to thrive in September. He's like, this is what I've dreamed about. I can pull guys in the fourth and the fifth rattle off some guys from the bullpen. So it's going to be interesting again, how this plays out because you still want to give guys rest, but you want to give them consistent reps, make sure they're built up for October. But I'm just very interested to see, and I'm sure I'm going to have a, an episode dedicated to this. Once the postseason is coming around, we're going to be doing an episode breaking down our postseason predictions in regards to rosters, because offensively, We know who's going to be on the roster, but when it comes to the bullpen and the starting rotation, like I mentioned, there are eight or nine spots in that bullpen that 14, 15 guys are going to be fighting for. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, Josh, enough talking about the Dodgers and the great season they've had so far. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about the team and all this fun stuff as the episodes go on.